Welcome to College Football Final, a special episode of Nobody Hates Fridays that we will try to do every Saturday, considering this is a very different season of COVID-19. College football didn't start on time this year, but we are really in the thick of things with college football as the Big Ten started their season today, and the Pac-12 will start in a few weeks. I think they have a seven-game schedule and the Big Ten has an eight-game schedule. The SEC has a 10-game schedule. And I believe the Big 12 has 12 games because I think they're still playing their out-of-conference. And then you have Notre Dame, who decided to join the ACC this year uh, in order to have a football season. So uh, we will dive into that right now. Uh, Right now on ABC, Michigan is playing Minnesota. It is a number 18 versus number 21. Michigan just scored another touchdown. They are up 41-24 with 520 to go in the third. Looks like they are on their way to an easy victory, even though they are on the road. Virginia giving Miami all they can handle. Miami 4-1, number 11 in the country, playing a 1-3 Virginia team who has been struggling this year, to say the least. Uh, They've had a lot of COVID-related issues where players weren't playing, uh, but they're giving Miami all they can handle. 10-7 in the third, 11-43 to go. Cincinnati up 14-0 on Southern Methodist. Both teams are undefeated. SMU at 5-0, Cincinnati at 3-0. Cincinnati is up 14-0 with 6-41 in the second, so there's still time for SMU, and they are on the nine-yard line trying to score and cut that lead in half, so we'll see what happens. And then you have number one Clemson, who another easy win for them, 47-21 over Syracuse. I think this team right now is the most unbeatable team in college football. They have no flaws. I mean, the defense is solid. The offense is solid. Trevor Lawrence is definitely going to win the Heisman Trophy if he keeps playing like this. Uh, he was 27 of 43, 289 yards and two touchdowns. So, uh, you know, definitely Clemson is the team to beat right now. Number two, however, Alabama, 5-0 and with a 48-17 domination of Tennessee and Knoxville. One key issue for Alabama, though, is their star wide receiver, Waddle, is probably going to be out for the season because he had a fractured ankle in one of the first plays of the game. So Alabama missing their best wide receiver for the rest of the season. We're going to have to watch that because there are a lot of what-ifs with Alabama. Even during the Georgia game, you could see that their defense was not spectacular, but they were just good enough to beat Georgia uh, by dominating that second half. So we're going to have to see what happens with Alabama. I think Alabama next week is playing Mississippi State, which that game is no longer going to be as highly anticipated as it was. Um, But Alabama's road, (laughs) to say the least, for the rest of the year, they got Mississippi State, LSU, Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas. I just, Arkansas might be the only tough game they have left (laughs) so uh you know they'll definitely cruise to a sec west title once again but we'll see what happens 
Notre Dame playing a very weak Pitt team. Pitt started off the season 3-0, but now are 3-4 after a 45-3 drubbing by Notre Dame. This by any means doesn't mean Notre Dame is a spectacular football team, but right now they have to be one of the best because they are 6-0, 4-0 in the ACC. Um, that is going to be interesting that they attach themselves to the ACC, so will they be in the conference championship because of that? I don't know what the rules state for that, so we're going to have to see what happens. Ohio State started off their season 52-17 to winners over Nebraska. One of the big controversies that Coach O'Day of, of uh, Ohio State said was that his team scored a touchdown even though they were up by a huge margin at the very last few minutes of the game, and he apologized to Nebraska for that. Nevertheless, Ohio State 52-17 to winners. Justin Fields started his Heisman campaign, 20 of 21, 276 yards and two touchdowns. He also ran for a touchdown as well. Oklahoma State making their case to be in the college football playoff. They are 4-0 with a 24-21 victory over Iowa State. Big game for them. They are now undefeated right now at 4-0 and atop the Big 12 standings. And another game in the Big 10 that shows you just how different this football season is. Indiana upsets Penn State in the very first opener, 36-35 in overtime. Penn State without a lot of players that either declared that they were not going to play this year or that were out because of COVID-related reasons. So you, know, you can't really... Uh, can't really blame Franklin too much, but Penn State was definitely not ready to go on the road to Indiana, and here's what happened. Indiana beats them, pretty much guaranteeing that Penn State will not make the football playoff, because if you're only going to play eight games and you lose one, you're not going to be in the playoff. North Carolina back on track with Mac Brown, 48-21 over NC State. They moved to 4-1 and in the ACC and 4-1 and overall. Virginia Tech gets stunned at Wake Forest, 23-16. Wake Forest now 3-2, and and Virginia Tech also 3-2. and Very big upset in there. And uh, Les Miles in Kansas is not going to be around for much longer, I do not think. He is 0-5 now after a 55-14 drubbing by Kansas State. And, I mean, I just think Les Miles, that was the wrong job for him because there's no way he can out-recruit Kansas State, Oklahoma, and all those Big Ten, Big 12 schools out there and be competitive. Kansas football is not really ever that competitive. So I think they're going to be looking for a new coach by the end of the year, considering they are 0-5 right now in the Big Ten. Or Big 12, sorry, Big Ten. Marshall continues their impressive season with a 20-9 victory over Florida Atlantic. Number 22 in the country, they are 5-0, 3-0 in Conference USA. And Coastal Carolina, who is ranked number 25, defeats Georgia Southern 28-14. The Chanticleers are 5-0 and 3-0 in the Sun Belt. And later tonight, Texas State travels to BYU, who is also 5-0. They should not have a problem with them. And on Friday, 
Wisconsin defeated Illinois 45-7 to start off their Big Ten season. So let's take a look at the standings in the conferences right now. As we look at the major ones, the ACC, it is Clemson and Notre Dame looking like they will be meeting for that uh, title game. But Notre Dame is playing Clemson, I think, coming up next week. Yes, uh, no, two weeks. On November 7th, number one Clemson will be playing Notre Dame. That might be a top five matchup. Definitely one to watch in a few weeks. But those are the two atop the ACC. North Carolina at 4-1. Miami at 3-1. NC State at 4-2. Virginia Tech at 3-2. Boston College at 3-2. Wake Forest at 2-2. Georgia Tech at 2-3. Pitt at 2-4. Virginia at 1-3. Louisville, Florida State, Syracuse, and Duke all with only one win in the ACC. So no winless teams, at least, in the ACC Conference. Kansas State leads the Big 12 Conference at 4-0. Oklahoma State second with 3-0. Iowa State 3-1. Oklahoma Sooners, Texas Longhorns, West Virginia Mountaineers at 2-2. Baylor, Texas Tech, and TCU all with one win. And a big old goose egg for Les Miles in Kansas. In the Big 10, it's only been one week, but you got Indiana, Ohio State, and Rutgers all undefeated right now. Uh, you're probably going to have Michigan also up there. Uh, Maryland also losing to Northwestern right now. So Northwestern will also probably be an undefeated team in the Big Ten. Uh, Conference USA, the Marshall Thundering Herd, 3-0. Only undefeated team left in Conference USA. Besides the UAB Blazers in the West that are 2-0. Uh, let's take a look here. Mid-American, the Akron Zips, Ball State, uh, that conference is not playing this year. <laughs> the Mountain West Air Force is not playing this year. Pac-12 will begin in a few weeks. The SEC has Georgia at 3-1, leading the East by a game over Florida. Then you have a lot of 2-2 two two with Missouri and South Carolina. But South Carolina is about to fall to two and three. Uh, Kentucky fell to two and three. Tennessee's two and three, and Vanderbilt, the big old goose egg. In the West, you have Alabama in huge control in the West, five and zero. Oh. Texas A&M three and one, but the one loss was to Bama. Auburn three and two. Arkansas two and two. LSU one and two. About to go two and two. Uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss with only one win each. And that is it for the major conferences. But let's take a look at next week's schedule. It is going to be an interesting week nine here in college football. And we will have the wrap-up show next Saturday as well. On Friday, you've got two ranked opponents playing with Marshall, the Thundering Herd, going to Florida International in Miami. Then you have Minnesota, number 21, playing Maryland. So both winless teams will get a chance to get on the board at College Park, Maryland, 7.30 p.m. on Friday. And on Halloween, you're going to have Iowa State versus Kansas, Boston College, Clemson, Georgia, Kentucky at high noon at Kroger Field. Now that game, 
used to scare me a little bit because Kentucky was looking like they were going to be a pretty decent team this year after they played Auburn pretty well but lost, played Ole Miss to the end and lost, beat Mississippi State, beat Tennessee, and then they come to Missouri and lose 20-10. to 10. So the identity of Stoops' team is a question mark. I mean, they look dominating at times when they beat Mississippi State and Tennessee, but then they look totally lost at Auburn and at Missouri, and they have to play Georgia next week, and then in two weeks they have to play number one Alabama and then Florida. So, I mean, they have a gauntlet to go through within the next few weeks, but I just don't see Georgia losing that game anymore. It looked like it was going to be a tough test. I had three pitfalls left on Georgia's schedule, which was Kentucky, Florida, and South Carolina. Getting a little bit, uh, feeling a little bit better about South Carolina and Kentucky. Uh, I think Florida will probably be the only game left on their schedule that is going to determine if they win the East or not, number one. And number two, if they're staying in the football playoff run, they got to run the table. They gotta win their their last six. They gotta be nine and one going into that championship game on December nineteenth. And Georgia already announced that they are staying with Stetson Bennett. I think that's a very smart idea, considering you are four games into the season and just changing the quarterback now would just disrupt the whole flow of the offense. Memphis will be at number nine, Cincinnati. Michigan State will be traveling to Ann Arbor to play number 18, Michigan. The rankings will definitely be different next week because Michigan will probably go up. Kansas State, number 20, against West Virginia. Coastal Carolina at Georgia State. Notre Dame at Georgia Tech. Wisconsin at Nebraska. Texas at Oklahoma State, Virginia Tech at Louisville, Mississippi State at Alabama, a big game, Ohio State at Penn State, not as big anymore because Penn State losing to Indiana really kind of softens the game, so to speak, because even if they do beat Ohio State, a one-loss team is definitely not guaranteed a spot in the playoff. Arkansas travels to Texas A&M. Missouri travels to Florida. That'll be an interesting game considering how good Missouri has been the last few weeks at 3-2. and two. Florida, it might be a trap game for them. They better be prepared uh, to have a very competitive game because they do not want what happened to them a few weeks ago when they lost to Texas A&M. You cannot underestimate your opponent. All right, uh, Navy at SMU, North Carolina at Virginia, and Western Kentucky traveling to Provo, Utah, and BYU. So that is a look at football for next week. And uh, let's take a look at the NFL for tomorrow. I know we have not mentioned the NFL very much on this show. We're going to try and start covering it a little bit more now that we're about halfway through the season. If we look at the standings right now, the Buffalo Bills and the AFC East lead at 4-2, but the Miami Dolphins at 3-3 are coming right up, and Tua will start this week for Miami. 
New England is 2-3, and, and the Jets are 0-6. In the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 5-0. They take on the 5-0 Tennessee Titans tomorrow. That's going to be one hell of a football game. Baltimore's 5-1, right on the Steelers' heels. Cleveland's cooled off a bit at 4-2. Cincinnati is 1-4-1 with Joe Burrows at the helm. He definitely needs some help in Cincinnati. And as I said, the AFC South, Tennessee Titans 5-0. Colts 4-2, impressive because no one thought they were going to be that good. But Phillip Rivers seems to be holding his own in Indianapolis. And the Houston Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars are both 1-5. In the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs are 5-1. The Las Vegas Raiders are 3-2. The Denver Broncos are 2-3. And and Los Angeles Chargers are 1-4. In the NFC... um, the NFC East is the worst division in all of football as the Philadelphia Eagles at 2-4-1 lead the division over the 2-4 Dallas Cowboys. The Washington football team is 1-5. The New York Giants are 1-6. Tomorrow is a matchup of mediocrity as the Dallas Cowboys at 2-4 come to Washington to play the 1-5 Washington football team. The Chicago Bears surprisingly are leading the NFC North at 5-1. The Packers are 4-1 in second place. Then you have the Lions at 2-3 and, and the Vikings at 1-5. The Vikings are probably the most shocking, terrible team in the NFL. And uh, Kirk Cousins not looking like he's going to be the quarterback of that team for very much longer. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, one game better than the New Orleans Saints. Carolina Panthers are 3-3, three and, three, and the Atlanta Falcons, you know, are 1-5. Seattle Seahawks are 5-0. and oh. The Arizona Cardinals are 4-2. and two. The Los Angeles Rams are 4-2. and two. And the San Francisco 49ers are 3-3. Three and three. So that is a very competitive division. Uh, but as we alluded to, tomorrow, you've got a few really, really good games on the schedule as um, you've got... The Steelers and the Titans at 1 p.m. from Nashville, Tennessee. That is going to be a heck of a game right there. Um, Cowboys and uh, football team. (laughs) Uh, Buccaneers Raiders. That'll be an interesting one. Tom Brady goes to Vegas. Chiefs Broncos. eh. 49ers Patriots. We'll see if Cam Newton can get them to 500 or if they will fall to 2-4. Seahawks and Cardinals are the nightcap. That'll be a really good game. And on Monday Night Football, the Bears and Rams. So that will be two very decent football games. Uh, teams with the bye this week, the Colts, the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Ravens all off this week. All right, and uh, let's take a look at the World Series. I know this is usually a football final, but we're going to take a look. Right now, it is the top of the sixth. The Rays have cut the lead to three to two. The Dodgers, if they win tonight, will go up three games to one with a chance to capture their first World Series since 1988 tomorrow night if they win tonight. So we will see what happens. All right, and that's about it. That's it for this episode for the college football final. And we also wrapped up a few other sports. Uh, We want to thank you for listening. You can listen to the podcast in your car, wherever, on Apple Music, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. And you can also 
go to anchor.fm, leave comments for Nobody Hates Fridays, and we might use some of them on the air. Thank you guys for listening, and I hope you continue to support this podcast. Have a good night.